friends, this is McCall with another bonus episode of Unboxing God, a podcast about discovery and recovery. A couple of weeks ago, I told you about the two Williams, William James and Bill Wilson, the founder of AA. And last week, we talked a lot about Freud and Jung. So, to tie it all together, I'm going to tell you this story about letters between Bill Wilson and Carl Jung. The Oxford Group, or OG as Bill Wilson used to call it, was a tremendous influence and inspiration to the founding of Alcoholics Anonymous. However, Bill Wilson himself cited a more secular authority as the seed of AA. That would be Carl Gustav Jung. Bill Wilson wrote that Jung played a critical role in the founding of the fellowship. See, Carl Jung, whose work I've personally found very applicable to my own life and understanding, was a famous Swiss psychiatrist and he took a keen interest in alcoholism in the 1920s. After Jung earned his MD in 1902, he joined the psychiatric hospital of the University of Zurich. There he treated tons of difficult patients, and actually he said about 13% of all his admissions were alcohol-related. Bill Wilson first wrote to Carl Jung on January 23, 1961. He said, this letter of great appreciation has been very long overdue. And Bill Wilson went on to write, a certain conversation that you once had with one of your patients was to become, quote, the first link in the chain of events that led to the founding of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'd like to start today's episode of Unboxing God by exploring that very chain of events. Let me give you a little bit of the backstory here. See, Carl Jung had this complex patient who was a hardcore case. His name was Roland Hazard. He was an investment banker and former state senator from Rhode Island, and he came to Jung in utter desperation from his drinking and proceeded to see Jung daily for several months and did eventually find sobriety, but then he relapsed, apparently on a trip to Africa. However, he was brought back to Young by his cousin, Leonard Bacon, a Pulitzer Prize-winning poet and himself a patient of Young's. This was a court of last resort, as Bill Wilson put it. In 1928, Hazard was told that his case was hopeless, short of a religious conversion. Young pronounced Hazard a chronic alcoholic and stated unequivocally, that there was, quote, nothing more that psychiatry or medicine could do for him. There was just one hope, Carl Jung suggested. Occasionally, alcoholics could recover after experiencing some type of religious conversion. However, he cautioned, recoveries due to a life-changing, vital spiritual experience were relatively rare. As Wilson put it in his letter to Young, you frankly told him of his hopelessness, so far as any further medical or psychiatric treatment might be concerned. 
this candid and humble statement of yours was beyond doubt the first foundation stone upon which our society has since been built. Young also told Hazard that conversion experiences were incredibly rare and recommended that he, quote, place himself in a religious atmosphere and hope for the best, as Bill Wilson remembered. But Young did not specify any particular religion. Hazard discovered the Oxford group, and he might, as far as Young was concerned, have met God as he understood it anywhere. His craving for alcohol was the equivalent, wrote the psychiatrist in a reply to Bill Wilson, on a low level of the spiritual thirst of our being for wholeness, expressed in medieval language, the union with God. How could one formulate such an insight that is not misunderstood in our days, Young asked. The only right and legitimate way to such an experience is that it happens to you in reality, and it can only happen to you when you walk on a path which leads you to a higher understanding. He wrote about a higher education of the mind beyond the confines of mere rationalism, a sort of enlightenment or mystical conversion experience, as we've talked about on this show. Young suggested a less religious method as well, perhaps by an act of grace or through a personal and honest contact with friends. So, Hazard found the Oxford Group, a Christian evangelical movement that was active in Europe and the U.S. during the 20s and 30s. And apparently there, he had that conversion experience that Young had prescribed. Because not only did he get and stay sober, it was Hazard and at least one other member of the Oxford group that were summering in Vermont in 1934 when they visited Edwin Ebby Thatcher, a lifelong alcoholic who'd been incarcerated and was about to be institutionalized. It worked on Ebby as well. And after a couple of months of sobriety and acting on the core tenant of evangelism, Ebby Thatcher sought out the most self-destructive drinker he knew, his old friend and drinking buddy of more than 20 years, Mr. Bill Wilson. See, they were both New York City stockbrokers back in the day. But between the awful economy of the 30s, coupled with Bill's progressive disease of alcoholism, he was unemployed and spent almost all of his time at home drinking gin and had been hospitalized repeatedly, as tends to be the cycle of this disease, if my own experience with my mother's drinking is any indication. It was late November 1934 when Bill W. offered him a drink and Ebby famously responded, I don't need it. I got religion. He told Bill about Young's message, about the vital spiritual experience, and also explained the Oxford Group's method. Dare I say the OG steps of recovery? They were admitting defeat, accepting help from a higher power, confessing defects, making restitution, and providing service to others. And by doing these steps, Young's recommended type of conversion was the result. FYI, 
rumor has it, Bill W. was absolutely shit-faced at his very first Oxford group meeting. However, it also worked for him. And so the cycle repeats and spreads. Because in the summer of 1935, Bill Wilson did this same thing to Robert Smith, better known as Bob S., in Akron, Ohio. In fact, June 10th of 1935 is the day of Bob S.'s last drink and is also the birthday of AA's founding. By 1939, Bill and Bob's little Save a Drunk to Stay Sober movement had separated from the Oxford group, and AA became an independent fellowship. Bill Wilson's final letter to Carl Jung was written in March of 1961. And although he never received a response because Jung was terminally ill and died three months later, in that last letter, Wilson told Jung of how early in the history of AA, he and some other members had read Jung's book, Modern Man in Search of a Soul, published in 1933. And he talked about how they personally and deeply related to this writing. Wilson wrote, Your words really carried authority because you seemed to be neither wholly a theologian nor a pure scientist. Therefore, you seemed to stand with us in that no man's land that lies between the two. You spoke a language of the heart that we could understand. So, Bill and Carl really respected each other and were deeply influenced by one another. Young, inspired by AA's success, actually wrote complete and detailed instructions on how the AA group format could be developed further and used by, and I quote, general neurotics. Like me! There is a 12-step recovery program for everyone, people. Please find yours, because this world would be extraordinary if more of us learned the tools of these programs, any program that would manage our reactions to the world and to others outside of our control. And if we could use that heretofore wasted energy to focus on the one thing we can control, if we practice and learn how to, ourselves. It's important to keep in mind that Carl Jung was deeply involved with science and had a scientific reputation at stake, so he felt like he needed to be cautious about revealing his profound and lasting belief that the ultimate sources of recovery are spiritual sources. And personally, while I do believe that all recovery from alcoholism or any general neuroses, which in my humble opinion is quite part and parcel to the human condition, is indeed possible without any sort of religion, the importance of spirituality in the process of recovery and the value of Jung's work in integrating spirituality and human health simply cannot be ignored, nor should it go unexplored. Well, that concludes another bonus episode of Unboxing God. 
with me, McCall. I can't wait to talk to you next week when we unbox a little more Jungian psychology as we revisit our last two guests, Bill and Cherish, about the development of the self and childhood trauma. Bye!